Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, where conversations save lives. This is episode 140. My name is Jeff, and let me introduce you to the guys around the table tonight. To my left, DW, my co-host. How you doing, man? Hello. Good. Good to be with you. I'm going deep today. Why? Because I want to. You're just... It's, a, it's always good to go deep. It scares little kids to death when I go that deep. I don't know why. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Hey, do you guys... Let me ask you a question. Well, you better introduce the other guy. Then I'll ask you a question. <laughs> all right. Hey, I'm really excited about this guy because uh, it's been a while, first of all. I mean, things I know are much different than they were probably, what, maybe three, four months ago. Jason is back on the show. How you doing, oh, it's man? great to be back. Great to be back. Dude, I've missed you. I, I've missed be, I missed you guys. I missed being on the show. I missed chatting. I took, what, a three-month hiatus from the show? I don't know. I, don't I, know. I lost count. I mean, it was like every day I was like... I lo- it's been a while. It's a big word, that hiatus word. It's a hiatus. That's your $2 <laughs> word for the day. Yeah, that's, that's a big word. Hey, here's my question for you guys. Someone told me that I should be singing opera. What? You should. Yeah, opera. Give us, I, give us a sample. I, I don't know anything about opera. I don't even know a sample how uh, to do it. Well, clearly you know something about opera because you know you have to sing. To no, no, no. This guy came to me and said he thought I should go online and check out these operas that I should sing because he likes my deeper voice. And, and he said, no, you really should. And, and he said, well, you, you couldn't do it in English. It would have to be another language. And I'm thinking, I can't even speak English. Bohemian. <laughs> and, plus, you want me to sing in another language. I think you could do it. Oh, man. Well, I would have to practice we know a guy greg does that we we know one of the former students oh right he can sing opera really really yeah i should have him stop by and teach me and then and then later on later on do it in the fall i could do it for a fundraiser (laughs) there you go (laughs) oh man wow you know what if if you want to yeah if you want to see one of these fancy schmancy politician people you got to pay big money if you want to see me sing Figaro, you, you gotta, you're going to have to pay, man, because be, I'm not doing it. I, that would be more enjoyable than watching a Packer game. It might be, but actually, I'm an old football hockey player. This, this idea, this very idea of singing opera is very amusing to me, and that anybody would even bring that up to me. I don't know. No, Dave, I always encourage people to operate in their giftings. And yep. I think if this is on your bucket list, man, you got to go for it. It's not on my bucket list. I'm saying someone said I should have it on my I, bucket list. I could add it to your bucket list. I, I don't know where my bucket is. You lost your bucket already? Just don't kick it. I lost my bucket. I did not kick it, but I lost it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. And, and now they're telling me I sing opera. So I don't know. I'm confused today. Have you ever been confused? You guys ever been confused? I've been confused at times. Yeah, well, I am. <laughs> Confused. I am. Yeah, because I, I don't understand. First of all, I wouldn't understand what to do at an opera. I mean, really, don't they don't they like sing all over the place? Yeah, they like, they usually sing little vibrato here and there yeah. and, and in other languages. Whoa, whoa, back up the phone. I thought you didn't know anything about opera. And I don't. Here you say vibrato. Vibrato. <laughs> that that's something I used to do to quarterbacks, man. You hit them in the head, they got a little vibrato. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I know, I know, I know. If the musical term can be applied to football, I know what it is. Yeah, I, oh, I, I know certain instruments. You know, like oboes are used to uh, charm snakes. So you know, there's things I am cultured on. <laughs> Your sweetest culture. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much more cultured you can get than that. Oh, I love so, being back. This is great. Yeah, the the, the music part. Yep. You, I, you besides that, a lot, you, you make people's bells ring. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm musical. Terrible. It's just I, my, the terms oh, that wow. I have. Wow. Now, you should be confused if you're out there because the terms that I have for music are the same terms that they have for music, but I have a different meaning. If I'm going to ring your bell... <laughs> Or I'm going to give you a little vibrato. I am glad football season is finally back. I like this time of year. I mean, it gives you at least something else to focus on because it seems like, at least this time of year, things get crazy. You know, schedules and routines. We talked about change last week on the show. And and so this week, Dave, I want to kind of see what happens when we're faced with change and sometimes routine that gets stretched and you get stretched and, and how you do that. And in our showdown series, I want to, I want to talk about appetites and how our body responds, how we're, we're, we're reacting to change. You know, whether it's school year, you get to end of the school year. And one of the things that you look forward to the most is lunchtime. And why? Because all of a sudden it seems like I'm hungrier, like every hour of the day. Uh, we focus more on our appetite when things do change. So we're going to talk about this on the show tonight. We're going to kick off the tweet back right now. So if you're hanging out with us online, you can be on Twitter with us. Use the hashtag HNRTV. And this conversation is just getting started here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Hi, I'm Jason Cott from the National Network of Youth Ministries. See you at the poll. The largest student-led prayer movement in the world starts September 25th. Join students from around the globe in prayer throughout the week. Then, on Wednesday, September 28th, gather with your friends at your school's flagpole an hour before school starts for a time of prayer. See you at the poll is for all students in public school, private school, and homeschool. Learn more at nnymnorthcentral.net. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Our live coaches are available tonight. If you want to talk with one of them, they're hanging out waiting for you. So you can chat with one right now at hopenet360.com. They're there around the clock every day of the week. And if you ever feel like your life is overwhelming, things aren't going the way you thought they would go, you just have questions about life, maybe some decisions that you're trying to make, and you just want to bounce them off of somebody who is not partial to anything around you, our live coaches are great for that at HopeNet360.com. Jeff, DW, we got Jason back in studio with us this week. And guys, one of the things that happens in life when we're faced with some changes, and as we're in the midst of our showdowns this week, is... This fact that we tend to focus more on our appetites. Have you ever noticed that, guys, when like things get stressful or maybe you're working harder than you've worked before? You, you find yourself hungrier and maybe sometimes just more tired. Like you're more aware of like some of the things that are happening in your body, even if you consciously or unconsciously are realizing it. You ever notice that? You think so? I mean, chocolate. I, yeah, chocolate. Chocolate. When, yeah, chocolate. Oh. Chocolate is a really great stress reliever. I would so, admit that. As soon as things get rough, you grab chocolate. That's the way that goes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the best thing. A well, lot of chocolate. Yeah. 
So, you know what? We've talked about this before. I, I mean, you know what I think is that we don't, I think we need to sit down and try and figure out what our, our goal in life is. Because is our goal really, is everybody's goal to feel good about today? Is that our goal? Is that even a valid goal, to just feel good? I mean, is that our goal? I think some people might have that goal. I think you should probably, at the end of the day, have a feeling of some kind of accomplishment. Okay, okay, stop there. So let's define that. Accomplishment. So at the end of the day, if you accomplish something, you feel good, right? So can you I can you try and get that good feeling without accomplishing something? And is that a problem? It's hard. I, maybe it's more my expectations. Like I have an expectation that if I'm working at something, I'm going to accomplish something. Like I'm going to I'm going to meet my expectation for whatever that is. Okay. And if it doesn't go the way I expect it to, then it tends to be a little bit more of a negative on my day. That's just me being honest. Okay, so so let's say you're a high school young person, you're you're going to school today. Mm-hmm. What is it that you have to accomplish in order to feel good at the end of the day? Don't drop your books in the hallway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or don't forget your homework. No, but, but I'm serious. I mean, what what is it at the end of the day where you go, you're about to go to sleep and you go, that was a good day. I mean, what is it that gives you that? Uh, when I was in high school, one of the things that I enjoyed usually was like after school and that was at soccer practice. If I had a good soccer practice, I felt good. Okay. Um, if I, you know, if I got a, a bad grade on my quiz or something, that would be more of a negative. But that could be overcome with soccer practice or a soccer game, or not getting any homework. Oh man, I loved it when we didn't get any homework. Yes, that was, that awesome. was a good day. That was a good day. Okay, so so basically, though, I mean, if that's the goal, so so your goal is to have a good soccer practice. Your goal is not to get any homework. Yep. That that those are. Can I just say shallow? Absolutely. Yeah, those those aren't going to go far <laughs> no. because all of a sudden a teacher hits you with homework and somebody kicks you in the shins during soccer practice and breaks your leg. So now yeah. what? You can't feel you can't have a good day now. I got to find something else. Okay, well, what else? Either way, if I break my leg and I'm out for the season, that would be a downer. Okay, and that that's my point. I mean, really, it's it's quite unclear when people go get get up in the morning they go to school. It's really not clear to them what a good day is going to look like at the end. So they don't do anything to get there because it's not clear what it is. Hmm. And and that's not a hard thing to ask yourself. What am I about today? What am I going to do today? And let's just play the- theoretical for a second. If actually I went to school today and I thought, you know what? I actually want to be challenged and learn something today. Well, that would be different. And then at the end of the day, you were challenged by a teacher. You learned something. You could feel good about the day at that point. So, so I, I'm, what I'm asking or thinking is we need to sometimes just get our expectations in line with what reality really is instead of fantasy. Hmm. Our fantasy world is I want to get up and I want the world to revolve around me. I want to walk through the hall and have everybody go, ooh, there's a cool guy. You know what I mean? And, and end up you know, being kind of God of the school, God of the universe, kind of take his place. And and that's what I want. And and that doesn't happen. So I go home bummed. Or I look at what other people have. So I go home bummed. Hmm. I, I think you should have a clear vision in the morning when you go to school of what you really want to accomplish so that when it happens, you can feel good about it at the end of the day. If you're sports, for example, you, you're talking about soccer. Okay. So, so let's say one of the goals you have is to really be stretched and learn something and get 
you know, really work hard in soccer so you're in better shape than anybody else for the next. So when you go home and you really had a hard practice, you really stretched and you're going, oh man, that was great. Now, yeah, you feel like, you know, rubber legs or something, but, but, but it was great because of what you did. And you had that ahead of time in your brain that this was a good thing. Not, not a bad thing. Homework. You know, if a teacher gives me homework, trying to help me learn. Now, I know that's not the normal thought process, yeah. but if you have it, it changes. Right. You know, and I think it's, it's looking beyond like the here and now and thinking of the bigger picture that helps you get through the day, you know, cause you know, I said homework, you know, Jeff, you said, you said soccer <laughs> and if we, and you know, and, and that's, that's a very real thing for, you know, high schoolers. And I think if that's like Dave was saying, our end goal you know, then it's easy, you know, because if, if something simple happens, it'll ruin your day. But if you're, if you're on the bigger picture, that'll help you. And the same goes, you know, even after you get out of high school, you know, you'll be in college, you'll be, have a job, you know, are you going to go to work and have a bad day because, you know, your boss told you to do something that you didn't really want to do? Yeah. And you it's know? all about always doing what you want to do. See, if that's right. the goal, th- then you're in trouble because you might want to just eat chocolate all day or something. I, you're not going to do that or bologna sandwiches, which are really good with mail. Uh, that's gross. But that's, <laughs> you know, the, the bottom line is you need to have your, your expectations in line with reality and not with this fantasy world that you're creating because your fantasy world will always disappoint you. Hmm. It won't happen because hmm. it's a yeah. fantasy. See, it's not really there. So you're making something up in your head. And if you try and accomplish the fantasy world, you're trying to live in a world that doesn't even exist. Yeah. Right. Man, that's troublesome. Right. It is true, but at the same time, we're all different. So for some people, the idea of a good soccer practice for me was more of a soccer game. I mean, the big picture to me, Jason, if I'm being real here, so the no homework thing, that was a good thing. Um, but soccer was, I wanted to start. I wanted to be playing. I'm, I want to be on the field. Dave, I'm sure you're at the same place. You wanted to work hard so your coaches recognized your talent and your ability and then your stamina to be able to perform well on the field in a game time. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to perform well in a game time. And so my expectation was that I'd be starting. Yep. My expectation was we would win a lot of games. My expectation was we'd get to the end of the season and we'd be at the top of our conference. My expectation was that's where it was. You know, So if my expectations were met... That was, you know, part of it. So the same thing with our appetites and our personal appetites. We have this desire within us. We have desires within us that we want to feed on. And for some that's sports, for some that's something totally different. Uh, this conversation is just, is definitely going to go a lot of different directions. But when we begin to realize what our appetites are and what things we really hunger for and how we get that that appetite met, our needs met there, uh, that's something that's worth discussing too tonight here on the show. So join us on the tweet back right now. We're hanging out with you on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. We have show notes for tonight's episode at HopeNet360.com. Jeff, DW, we got Jason in studio with you tonight. And guys, what a what a big conversation. This is a an interesting time of year. Everybody goes back to school, and you've got routines changing. I talked about things in my life where I've got a son now in 4K, which... You know, for some that are parents that are out there that have gone through that season, you remember it and you're like, oh, it was a breeze, whatever. Or, oh, yeah, I remember going through some of the changes and, and that. But, you know, for me, it's a change in my schedule, change in my routine. And whenever things in my life get a little bit 
not necessarily unstable, but you know, just a, a new routine, you have to think more about it. And when you think about it, Dave, you know this from sports, we have to think about your next play, your next move. You are probably two steps, three steps behind when you should actually be much quicker off the line. So it just kind of creates this, this kind of a log jam mentally that you have to focus on. So for a lot of us, that's kind of the season we're in, whether it's at work, at our job, maybe you just started college. So now you're in a new environment completely. Uh, you have new friends, new classes, new expectations, probably more than you ever had in your school. And so there's just like this feeling that there's a lot of stress out there. And so tonight, if you are listening, you're feeling stressed, I do want to encourage you, make use of our live coaches. That's why they're there. They would love to just listen to you. You can feel free to just vent, share some stuff that's going on in your life, and and get some of that burden off your chest tonight. And uh, Dave, one of the things we were talking about in the break, and one of the things I wondered, you, you've been a teacher. You've taught how long? All my life. Yeah. No, I, I started teaching in 1978. Okay. And so my question to you in, in the break was, as a teacher, as an educator, how much were you at the beginning of the year trying to establish a baseline, not for the whole of the class, but for individuals in, in your class? How important was that, and 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 how did that impact you know the way that you taught and, and started out the school year? Well, obviously, tremendously. You know, you need to establish in everybody's life, and in my life personally, in your life, you need to understand where you're at honestly. And if you can understand where you're at honestly, you can move forward. But if you lie to yourself, you can't help anybody. I can't help anybody that says I know math, but they don't know math. Because they're not going to work at it at all. And, and, and whatever concept it is. And so part of it is, as a teacher, I have to look and help them honestly assess where they're at. It's kind of like a coach for soccer or football or anything else. that You have to honestly assess where the person's at in order to help them. So really, for somebody... Anyone that's listening, you're going to school, you need to honestly assess. And you need, you might need help there. And that's where you go to somebody older and say, help me out on this. I'd like to grow in this area. Help me see what I need to see in order to grow. Earlier, you mentioned like uh, new challenges that continually come. That Well, sure, you're starting a new year here. But let me ask you and Jason something. Does new ever go away? No, you always get something new in life. All right, so you need phases. to know how to deal with it. Absolutely. Because it's never going to go away. Never. Right. Every day can give you new experiences that you've never even been experienced in before. Mm-hmm. You know, so everything that happens in life, it, it actually, to many people, is new mm-hmm. when it's happening. Yeah. So what things don't change that help you go through the new would be the question. Hmm. And that's what you have to look at. There are some things that don't change. Mm-hmm. So what doesn't change? Your relationship with God. That's about it. Hopefully, everything else does. I mean, hopefully, home doesn't change too much. We want things to be pretty consistent versus always constantly changing. You're right. And that's part of a problem, though, as well, because really, your real mom and your real dad will never change. But in our culture, it does change at times. And so that's hard on people because now they have mom and dad, two moms, two, you know, something like that in a, in a blended family. I'm not saying that's evil. I'm saying there's a change there that you have to deal with right right you know and so what you have to do in life actually and and starting this school season whatever is really begin to learn how to deal with change because it's never going away one of the hardest adjustments and you guys see if you can remember this time but one of the hardest adjustments is when you are done with high school Mm -hmm. you are done with that summer after high school 
and you think, well, all my buddies, you know, we're all going away and we're all going to get together. We'll still have a great time. And you never are together like that again in your life because it changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that bums you out in a way. Yeah. But here's, here's the reality. Talk to anyone our age and we'll tell you it does change. It doesn't stay the same. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be successful, Jeff, Jason, I'd love to hear your thoughts as young guys. If you're going to be successful on this, you've got to be able to understand that life changes and, and begin to embrace the things that don't change so that you can go through the changes and be okay with them. And don't fight change. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. You know, and sometimes I think you need to be intentional about protecting the things that don't change. You know, like I, like you said, you, you just mentioned the high school to, to college transition. You know, and I remember that because I moved six hours away from what is my home. You know, I know Jeff mentioned that. And so, you know, I went to a Christian college. You know, I wanted to study youth ministry and that sort of stuff. And so here I was six hours away. I, I knew nobody you know, pretty much. And so I knew that I had to be intentional, you know, even though I was going to a Christian college, I knew that I had to be intentional to protect the things um, that didn't change in my life. Because that's a big change. You know, you have, you know, your relationship with your family, your parents changing when you move that far away. You know, you meet a whole new people, you know, all new friendship groups and all that sort of stuff. Right. And so before I even went, I, I was intentional. I said, there's two things that I want you know, to make sure that I'm successful because that's what we, we, we kind of been talking about. And I said, you know what, the first thing foremost, I want to find a church that I get connected to yep. because even Jeff's, you know, Jeff mentioned home, you know, there's something about that community aspect that, that helps you cling on to the things that don't change. And so I knew that I needed that. And I took it even a step further. I said, I want a church and then I want to find a family that I can connect with, you know, because I knew that, yes, I had my family back home six hours away, but when you're six hours away, you can't just go home, like Jeff said. Right. You know, and so I wanted to find a family that not only I was able to connect with, but that they were able, that mutual kind of investing into fellowship time. Right. You know, that way I knew that I was clinging to the things that change. That way, whenever I faced, you know, the new classes, the new friendships, the new things that I wasn't used to, there was somebody that was there that I knew that that was able to remind me of the things that don't change. And that's my relationship yep. with God. That's great advice. Yeah. And guys, you know what? change yeah and it doesn't stop it doesn't end i mean there's always going to be changes and one of the things that is difficult is okay now that we know that change is coming we've talked about this last week now that we know that change is coming how do we then manage how our body responds to it how do we master the appetites the things that appeal to really our body and our flesh and not let that control us i think that's worth talking about in the second half of the show you can check out tonight's show notes at hopenet360.com coming up we got an interview with scott he's back and he's going to talk about alpha so keep it here on hopenet radio hey jeff here i'm excited to be sitting down with scott we're going to talk about alpha coming to green bay scott welcome back hey thanks for having us jeff i super duper appreciate it so listen we we uh, we had week one where we explored, is there more to life than this? Is there more to life than paychecks and grocery shopping and endless monotony? Are there holes that we can fill? And so that we walked through that in week one. In week two, we're going to talk a little bit more about who was Jesus. Like if we could just, if we just rely on the fact that the Bible tells us who Jesus is and we say, well, that's that. I mean, anyone can make up a character, right? There's Bilbo Baggins and there's, you know, the Charles, no, Charles Dickens was real. So, like, <laughs> but David Copperfield was not. So we yeah. can make up all the characters we want, but until we start, exploring who they really were historically, we're not going to really know. And so in week two of Alpha, we're, we're going to talk about who Jesus was and did he really exist. And so apart from just the Bible uh, account of who Jesus was, we start looking at like, what is what, are, what does history tell us about Jesus? What does history tell us about like who he was? Did he really live? What did he teach? Did he really die? Did he really like 
rise from the dead, all those things. And so, because a lot of those things are like the foundation of faith. Until we start answering those questions and have legitimate answers, we don't, we don't have anything to build on. And so we build a foundation in week two about who Jesus is, who, uh, who, what he taught, what the ramifications of his resurrection really mean. And so uh, week two is like where we start putting some meat on the bone of, of our faith. And so there's still an open opportunity to start asking questions, right? Because, I mean, that's really what it's all about is being able to say, look, I, I grew up in a Catholic church. I grew up in Lutheran church. I went to Sunday school. But we never really know the answers because we never really asked the right questions. And now as adults, it's even more important to get those questions answered. And so uh, we really delve into that in week two of Alpha. And to learn more uh, about Alpha or to try to find Alpha in your if you missed week one, come for week two. And so you can go to alpha.org slash try to find the Alpha happening near you. We'd love to have you down there. Thanks, Scott. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. So glad that you've joined us here tonight on the show. Jeff, DW hanging out with you. And if you miss any part of this conversation, do subscribe to the HopeNet Radio podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Just check out HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Every week, Dave and I have inspiring conversations and conversations with you guys. We hang out on Twitter, and many of you guys will send us questions, send us topic ideas, uh, maybe things that you'd like to get some input on in your life. So we'd love to hear from you tonight. You can always shoot us an email at hope at hopenet360.com. So, guys, great conversation. We're kind of all over the place because that's what we do. We get all over the place. We have fun. We, we talk about some stuff, some experiences we've had. And tonight in the Showdown series, we've been talking about the idea how when change happens, and last week we talked about the change, how it affects us physiologically, and how our body, we tend to focus on things like being hungry, you know, so school starts, what's one thing you look forward to at school? Lunchtime, and hanging out with your friends, having food, getting your mm, stomach delicious. filled. Yeah, delicious Bologna. goodness, hopefully, I mean, unless your high school, unless your school lunch is not that good, but uh, at least lunchtime, it's a break. When things change, when we get stressed out, maybe we're burning more calories. But even still, what we feed ourselves in those times is so vitally important. And yes, we're talking about real food. So like instead of jumping for chocolate and, and maybe Oreo cookies like we normally would, uh, maybe there's a better way to handle some stress. Maybe there's some better way yep. to do this. But even spiritually, how we feed ourselves spiritually in the midst of change is super important as well. And oftentimes, we just we neglect good, healthy spiritual practices, and we feed our, our fleshly appetites in different ways that aren't so healthy, don't we, Dave? Yeah. You know what? Doesn't good food, and Jason, you're, you're, you're a pretty good cook, doesn't good food take a little bit of effort to prepare? It does. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you know what happens a lot of times? We, we eat junk food. Right. That's what we do. We go out there and we eat junk food. And when we eat junk food, this happens all the time. You're not hungry then for the real thing. You're not hungry for good food. Mm-hmm. So you eat junk food. So now your body is is calling for help, right? It's 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 screaming out for getting some kind of nutrition because you because you need it, but it's not there anymore because you've got junk in your system. And if you spend a little bit of time preparing something that's better for you, then all of a sudden you, you get to the point where okay, I I can eat something that actually will benefit my body 
but even though you ate like a Twinkie, which has no value at all to, to your system, it takes up space. It begins to satisfy a hunger, but it doesn't satisfy. Does that make sense? Absolutely. When you eat junk food or you know things that aren't healthy for you, oftentimes you're even wanting more because it doesn't give you the nutrients that you need. You know, and so many people when they're stressed, you know, or they're facing situations that, you know, they don't know how to handle, one of the ways that they turn to is food. And so they, they eat and they munch and munch and munch and munch, you know, and a lot of times it's something to keep your nervous energy busy, right? you know, and you're, and you're not really focusing on where there's, there's ways you can train your body not to do that. You know, so say you deal with stress by eating, you know, maybe you have like a, something else that you do, you know, or something else that you eat that's a little bit healthier or or look at the core of the problems there at how can I, how can I handle this differently? Right. Does eating actually solve the stress? No, I think it's just a, it masks it. It's like a distraction. Are we great at masking stuff rather than solving it? When we go and we do something, something like that, you know, I have a quick story. When years ago I learned your intestines, what are the purpose of your intestines? Do you know? To digest. To, yeah, it, it actually takes energy, stuff out of the food, as far as I know. Now, somebody out there that knows more than me, I'll give you the, the first grade kind of answer here. So, so what you have is you, you have the food going into your stomach. It's digested. It goes into your intestines. Your intestines then, I believe, takes the, the good stuff, the nutrients out of it, and moves it around. Now, what happens through time is you eat junk or right. too much of something, and you get this, this line of junk in your intestines. You can't absorb it like you used to. So here's what happens. You eat the food. And you have all the calories from the food and the effects of the calories, but you don't get the nutrients of the food. Hmm. So your body does what? It calls for more, more, more. So you're getting all the calories, but you're not getting the nutrients. And before you know it, you're a lot heavier than you wanted to be, but you're always hungry Hmm. because you're never being satisfied because your intestines no longer are taking the food and actually using them. There is a cure for that. I mean, if that's a condition, what you have to do is, is somehow go to a doctor and get a, a colon cleanse or whatever they call it. But but the bottom line really is your intestines aren't really doing their job efficiently because through time you have eaten junk. And and the junk has ruined the opportunity for you now to absorb the good food even when it comes. So if you're listening to HopeNet right now and, and we're giving you some food, actually some Bible, some, something to think about, and you, boy, it doesn't sink in, it could be that your spiritual intestines are all clogged up and, and basically you need to go in there and get them cleaned out and, and that's, that's going to happen from somebody who's maybe older than you, that loves God, that can help you see things. Maybe you need to go to the, to, to the live coaches that would love to talk to you at hopenet360.com and, and go there and get, get some advice. But really, if you're in the habit of, of absorbing junk, I don't care whether it's food or something else in your mind, when you're stressed out, eventually when the good stuff presents itself, you're still going to stay needy because you can't even absorb it at that point. Hmm. You know, Dave, the verse that I kept thinking of when you were talking about appetites and, and never being filled when you're just filling yourself with junk, Matthew 5, 6, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice. Other translations say, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied, right. for they shall be filled. And I, I just kept thinking of that because, you know, in, in such a sense... You know, while we talk about some of the physical hunger stuff, so like, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that'll satisfy you for some time, but eventually you're going to get hungry again. You know, when you when you actually figure out what can actually fill you up and, and take care of some of the physiological needs, that's what you probably should eat more of. In this case, when we're talking about spiritual things, you want to actually focus on the things that are going to feed you in, in a way that satisfies you. And that's those are the words of Jesus in Matthew 5, where he's saying, 
you're going to be blessed. You're going to be satisfied if you're hungering and you're thirsting for righteousness when you're actually seeking those things out. What is righteousness, though? What are we talking about? I kind of short it and just say, well, it's it's wanting to do things right. Right. I mean, it, it's actually, there's a right out there. And that's that goes back to the first, if you've missed this program, go back and, and get the podcast. Because it goes back to saying there's got to be a baseline somewhere. Yeah. And if you don't have a baseline, you have no way to do this because you don't know what right is. If you don't understand what good food is, you're not going to eat good food. You're going to think Twinkies are good food because you, you've mistakenly thought it's taste, and it's not. It has other values. Taste is part of it, but it has other values. Likewise in life, God's the baseline. If you miss that, you're going to be in trouble. You need to go back to the, the first segment that we did. Get it on HopeNet360.com and, and listen to what we talked about. Hey, our friend Nick jumped in on the conversation and says, The big thing with junk in our life is that it's a habit. 90% of what we do every day is a habit. And he says habits work through triggers. There's something that triggers each of our habits. Like if you drive through McDonald's, that's your trigger and you get a Big Mac. And uh, Nick, I totally agree. I think a lot of times we end up doing things and it becomes a habit because we continue to do things uh, then over and over. And so I think what we're talking about is actually mastering our appetite and noticing when we're triggered, noticing when we are susceptible to falling into some of those bad habits. Let's identify the bad habits and let's start working on those and take them one at a time. Don't look at the big picture and say I have to change 50 million things. Just look at one. Let's start somewhere with one today. And we're going to talk about that when we come back here on the show. So keep it here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. I want to welcome Jeff Eckert to the show. He's going to talk about the prayer movement on campuses across our nation and how it really involves students all over the place. Jeff, we are talking in the break a little bit about the whole idea, the whole vision behind Claim Your Campus. What is Claim Your Campus? What is this all about? Yeah, it's great to be here, by the way. Good to be with you guys today. And um, yeah, I lead an organization, a national youth ministry organization called Never the Same. It's based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Claim Your Campus is middle school and high school students uniting for weekly prayer groups at their school. If you might be familiar with See at the Pole, it's an annual gathering. It's once a week instead of once a year. So students meet at the same time, same place. It's student-led, so they initiate it, and they gather together and they pray for change at their school. They use our app, which kind of guides them through that. They register their school so we can track the movement. Our goal is a million students. That's 15 for every middle school and high school. There's 67,000 middle schools and high schools in the United States. We want to see a group of at least three students per day meeting for prayer. So that's 15 for every school. So that's our goal. A million students, this generation, bringing prayer to every campus in America. Fifty, A little over 50 years ago when the Supreme Court had their rulings on prayer, the myth kind of arose that we can no longer pray in school. And that ruling was about state-funded schools where it was teacher-led or led by the administration over the intercom or in class. And student-led prayer has actually been legally upheld over and over and over and from all over the country. And so one of the things we want people to know, adults and students, is that prayer is absolutely a legal right of students on their campus. And when it's student-led and student-initiated, there's absolutely no legal issue. And so we want people to know that, this idea of the separation of church and state, and people go, well, how can you have this national prayer movement in public schools when you can't pray in schools. And that's a myth, and we want people to know that. And if the church can kind of get the right information and help us 
I think that would really continue to catalyze the prayer movement when they know, okay, yeah, students can do this. It's not about the show. It's about them just gathering and humbly saying, hey, we're going to you know, commit to claiming this campus and praying. And so that's how we approach it. We say, you know, don't worry about what anybody else is doing. But you go there and approach God and ask God for change in this school. Ask him to change some of the issues that you see that are that are breaking the school apart. You know, everybody wants to put everything under the same umbrella, and it's not. I mean, whether it be business or school, if you have to have a certain time of the day where you have to go somewhere and you have to spread out and that kind of thing, that's a different issue. And whether it be prayer or anything else, I mean, that's a different issue. For those that are listening, we've got a lot of parents to listen to the show as well. And some of the adults, youth workers, there are a lot of people that are interested in youth culture, not just students wanting to pray on campus, but adults. How can adults be involved in Claim Your Campus? Yeah, we we encourage students uh, when they start these student-led prayer groups and they're meeting once a week, they invite an adult to be an encourager to them, a cheerleader. And on our app, there is a, a section for adults where they can register as a part of the school and be what we call a campus sponsor. And that adult, I want to really encourage you adults, parents, youth workers, youth pastors that are listening, jump on the app on Claim Your Campus. It's on all the platforms. Download it. Put your school in there. And we want students to to help the group be more sustainable by inviting those adults to be a part of it. So when the adults do it, they may not meet with the group. In fact, most of the time they don't. Uh, we think it's really most powerful when it's in the hands of students they're meeting, but that adult can play a behind-the-scenes role to encourage and to help, you know, if they need reminder and, and continue to pass the baton maybe between the school years. God is on the move. He's doing so many great things. I want people who are listening to this right now to, to be reminded and inspired that God is bringing hope all the time. That's what the kingdom of God's about, and we believe students are a very strategic investment, catching them early in their life in the formation of their theology, of their ideas. And so that's what Never the Same is about. And Claim Your Campus, we want to see we want to see campuses just flipped upside down with the power of God's love through prayer and students being privileged to be a part of that. And so check out you know our stuff, go on our social media, especially the Claim Your Campus, Instagram, Twitter and that kind of thing. And the hashtag, the hashtag we use is prayer equals change. Some good stuff. You know, when we get ourselves centered and focused on actually taking time to pray and growing in that area of our life, I know it, it and like you said, Jeff, you, I think you brought up one of the biggest obstacles that people face is just the feeling like you're awkward or that there's just something weird about you if you're going to actually take this prayer thing seriously. No, prayer, prayer is a lifestyle. I, I thought prayer was just something that I did. No, it's prayer is more of a reflection of who you are. And as you spend time actually praying and in relationship with God, you begin to change. Your heart begins to change. The things that you focus on begin to change. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Special thanks to Jeff Eckert from Claim Your Campus. If you have not heard about Claim Your Campus, if that's new to you, go and check out their app. It's a great time of year, especially if you're in high school and you're looking for how to actually make an impact on your campus. Prayer equals change. That is the whole concept behind Claim Your Campus. And so you can check out the link. We got show notes and the links in the show notes at hopenet360.com. Jeff, DW, and we got Jason hanging out with us in studio. And we're wrapping up the show, guys. A lot of discussion, lots of different trails and, and ideas and topics. What are some of the things that you're taking away from the show tonight? 
You know, one of the most important things that, that people have to realize is what we started with and what we had in the last segment. You start with a baseline in life because everything's going to change. So you better have something that doesn't change. I, I appreciate what Jason said uh, along the way here, that when he went to college, he found a church and he found a family so that he could have some stability. Because, Jason, when you went home, it wasn't the same anymore, was it? No, there was things that changed at home, yeah. you know, because even re- like my relationship with my parents changed, not in a bad way. No, but it changes. But it changes. Yeah. You know, I warn every parent that, that that drops a kid off at Nicolet Bible Institute. I warn all of them. When they come home after the first semester, they're different people. Right. They're not the same. Now, it, what you said, Jeff, and what, what we were talking about is, well, the home is the same and the mom and dad are the same. But see, the, the problem is that we can never, ever force something to stay the same. It all changes. You can't do that. So there's a sameness about it, but it's different. And, and we have to understand the importance of the sameness while we embrace the different, or you can't grow. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to grab. There are some things in life that you just want to grab onto and keep, and you should. When my kids were little, you guys probably know this right now, and maybe you don't, so I'll tell you. I didn't want them to change from where they were. I mean, I loved like eight years old. Eight years old, it was like, man, don't change. Stay eight the rest of your life. They are so fun and innocent, and they laugh at everything. And you, you know, dad's like the best thing in the world at that point. Everything was cool. But then they got nine, 10, 11, 12. 12. I mean, it changes. And you know what? Each age, I don't like it really to hear parents say, you know, teenagers are tough. I don't think so. I think each age is different. Yeah. It brings different challenges, different ideas. If I'm going to encourage young people today, I'm going to encourage them to continue to look at those things in life that, that, that don't change and identify them. And if they can't do that, they really need to get somebody in their life that can do that. Right. Uh, because you can't run from change. Mm-mm. But you also have to understand that the stability in life, the things that don't change, help you go through it. Right. You know, and even, even knowing that in everyday situations, you know, because that was a life event for me, you know, going from high school to college. But even we're talking about the everyday stressors, you know, that, that cause us to turn towards food or turns to, towards other things that vent. And so it's, it's coming up with a game plan ahead of time saying, all right, how can I deal with the changes that are going on in my life? And I think a lot of it even goes to not only our relationship with God, but to that support community that we build around us. And we've talked right. about that in previous episodes, you know, of this show is is how important that is because even when we get stressed about something or there's something that's bothering us rather than turning to food it would be so much easier to turn and talk right you know because conver- tagline of the show conversations save lives you know and so rather than just turning to food and and just processing that in our own head you know and 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 why not bounce it off, you know, a close friend? Why not bounce it off a parent that we trust or, or a mentor? Or if we don't have those people, that's when you can call into the, the HopeNet line and talk to somebody who can help right. you through that. Right. You talked about instead of, of turning to food, turn to talk. Right. So the, the idea of just, if you remember a little tagline, turn to talk. Conversations save lives. And who taught you the idea when you went up to college? Who gave you the idea of finding a church and finding a family? Was that something you just thought about yourself or did somebody say, hey, here's what you really should do? You know, it's something that I that I saw other people being encouraged to do and somebody that encouraged me to do. And I'm like, that makes sense. I'm going to yeah. do this. And, and so we're encouraging those that are listening. Grab a hold of the things in life that don't change and, and make sure that, that when you do that, you do it so that when change does come, 
you still have this thread of stability that runs through your life, and, and it'll be very good for you. You know, if there's one thing I can encourage us all in the midst of this season, and I know it seems like we're saying a lot of the same things the last couple of weeks, change, handling change, i got to tell you, it's been a really interesting month over the last month, and just some things. I think there are a lot of people today that are just stressed out. They're mentally exhausted. They're mentally at a place where... You don't feel like you can navigate through some of the change or want to even put up with it. And even to the point where they're considering leaving this earth. And to me, that is, there's nothing more urgent to get a message out than to say, you know what? We need to work together on this. We need to understand that life is going, it's not necessarily a message that it's going to get better, but it's that with God in the situation, with God in the midst of your circumstances and your situations, you can get through this. You can't just do it relying on people. You can't just do it relying on maybe the job that you know pays really well or that you're going to get this bonus or some of those things. Eventually, the things, the effects of this earth are going to pass away. But God is never going to leave you. He's never going to pass away. He's never going to, to let go of the blessings and the promises he's given to you. And one thing that I would encourage you in the midst of the seasons, in, in whether it's a changing season or it's just a stressful season of life, is... Yes, talking to somebody, that is definitely an important thing to do. But take time for stillness. There's a a verse that goes like this. It says, be still and know that I am God. I think it's in the Psalms, Dave. And and this is just David just realizing, recognizing that the, the most important thing he can do is to learn how to be still. Too often in our life, we, we forget that we, we, there's power in stillness. We forget or we get distracted by the noise. We get, you know, we have one thing after another thing after another thing. And, and we just, we, we don't make time to be still. It's kind of weird because you would think there's got to be some point when you're still. But in reality, some of us just keep going, going, going. And either we're afraid of the stillness or we forget to take time for stillness and being still and just being quiet, quieting your heart quieting your mind, quieting your thoughts. And if you need to go somewhere and do that, find a place where you can be quiet. I would encourage you to practice that. Make a habit of doing that, especially in this time of year when you're starting new routines, you're starting new habits. Make a habit of being still. And that would be one of the ways that you can master some of those appetites and things that you know will end up controlling you if you don't control them eventually. So that's all for us here on the show this week here on HopeNet Radio. You can find the show notes and download these and past episodes for free. Subscribe to our podcast at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Our live Twitter chat to tweet back is going 24-7 at HopeNet360.com or by using the hashtag HNRTV. And you can follow HopeNet360 on social media. Just use HopeNet360.com slash connect to find those links. From all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week. You could save a life. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Later.